Is technology the solution to providing quality education in India? Shravan Kumar used to think so until he was proven wrong. The non-profit he co-founded, iSaksham Education and Learning Foundation, worked on improving access to quality education in the Naxal-affected districts of Bihar. Back then, he thought that technology could easily replace teachers and lead to better learning outcomes. Turns out, it was quite the opposite. On today's episode, he shares how his assumptions prevented him and his team from identifying the loopholes in their edtech intervention. I'm Tanaya, and you're listening to Failure Files, a podcast by India Development Review, or IDR. Our show features highly relatable narratives of failure by people working on complex issues of social change. Their stories remind us how the path to resilience cannot be built on success alone. Failure is a necessary condition for it. And now, let's hear from Shravan. It was the year 2014. As Prime Minister's Rural Development Fellows, we were working with the local district administration in Jammu District, Bihar, to improve learning opportunities for students of three residential schools. Our experience of working with the government schools over the past two years had reinforced our belief that teachers were simply a resource in the school system and an easily replaceable one at that. The answer lies in technology, or so without. Our initial belief was that educational technology, edtech, was the solution and would work independently of the teacher's role in ensuring quality education to the students. We saw both the teachers and the tech simply as platforms for disseminating information. So we designed our program based on these assumptions. The two were compared on metrics such as the quantity, quality and delivery of information and on the way in which a student might benefit from the design advantage that technology offers. Variety in type and use of content. For instance, what information should I watch, type of content, and how should I engage with the information, use. We pitched this idea to our friends, and though many of them were skeptical, they donated 60 tablets to us. Once the tablets were in place, we searched and partnered with a quality content provider who provided us content free of cost. Next, we mapped the content with the state government syllabus, created group of students who would be using them, installed apps that would monitor content use, and placed these tablets in three government residential schools. This intervention was designed based on our initial hypothesis that an edtech platform will function independent of the teacher's participation. As we thought, factors associated with teachers, quality of instruction, lack of interest, absenteeism were the major reasons that learning was not happening. However, once the initial euphoria and the real work set in, we started to realize that our intervention had several loopholes. This resulted in almost 50% of the tablets breaking in the first four months of the intervention and the edtech platform being used poorly by the students. Our learning from this intervention made us realize how our assumption stopped us from considering 
what we now see as the five fundamental pillars of designing an edtech intervention. One, information is not knowledge. The idea was to use technology as a platform for disseminating information, which would be of a better quality and would therefore help overcome the limitation of a teacher and the boredom of a textbook. Without, this would give a student a chance to learn better and at their own pace. However, we fail to realize that information is not knowledge. For information to become knowledge and be valued by the child, it has to go through processes of reasoning, dialogue, questioning and sharing. A teacher, not technology, is best placed to facilitate this. Second, forming a learning group does not ensure accountability. Our intervention was built around the idea that a group of five students would share and learn from one tablet. These students were grouped based on their grades and we assumed that since they shared common spaces, they would be more likely to support one another. This assumption turned out to be wrong. We realized that until a strong common identity, shared purpose and regular reinforcement of values are built in, merely bringing people together and forming a group does not lead to accountability. Third, technology does not automatically create agency for users. One of the central ideas of the intervention was that giving tablets to a group of students will ensure agency to all members of the group. This however was not how things panned out. In many groups we found that certain members had emerged as decision makers and they would decide what content would be watched, when and how. This created a hierarchy within the group. While we measured access to tablets at a group level, we ignored lack of access within these groups. We also ignored the importance of reinforcing the common purpose. What we failed to do was envision the influence a peer group leader could have and think of ways to identify and engage them in the intervention. Fourth, EdTech is a system, not an individual platform for disseminating information. Our intervention was focused on the platform and content and all our energy was spent putting a tempered glass and a leather cover for protection coding and adding quality content to the tablets. We paid very little attention to understand our edtech intervention as a system with many components linked to each other. We failed to ask, for instance, how many charging points were there in the schools? For how many hours did the school get electricity? What were the voltage fluctuations? How could we link speakers and audio splitters which were necessary for some aspect of the content? This ignorance led to many of the tablets becoming dysfunctional within a short period mainly due to high voltage fluctuation and using very poor quality chargers to charge the tablets. Fifth, teachers and edtech are collaborators, not competitors. Throughout our intervention, we ignored the role of a teacher, believing we could circumvent them and link students to what mattered the most, a good content platform. This was our biggest failure. We failed to build on the possibility of bringing teachers and technology together. Doing so, would have allowed the teachers to use edtech as a powerful tool to expand their capabilities and envision a learning ecosystem that breaks the limitation of textbooks or other resource constraints, creating endless possibilities. We believe the power of edtech lies in creating and expanding these possibilities, not only for the students or the teachers, but for all stakeholders. This is possible only when stakeholders have a stake and a voice in the intervention design. Failure Files is produced by Disha Acharya, Pallavi Deshpande, Rachita Vora, Shreya Adhikari, and me, Tanaya Jaktiani. 
This podcast is part of a larger initiative at IDR, where alongside 15 partners, we are creating a space for candid conversations around failures and social impact. To read more about this growing movement, check us out at idronline.org. You can also share your own failure story with us at writetous at idronline.org. Thank you for listening.